BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate. Demons, listen out. Come on. There's a rebellion in the wind. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Financial bosses, God put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye. Did I the cues just drop sharply while I was away? We did illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane. This is mass madness, you maniac. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. Where do you draw the line between threads worth following and the ones that seem too far out there to touch? I guess the answer you'd give me would really depend on your experiences, your interests, your exposure, your bias, and your fears. Where do you stop your search? We can go from aliens and Bigfoot to the Rothschilds and authoritarian genocide. Pick your level of questioning. Are the big bad guys trying to take over the world? Or are they trying to scare you into thinking they are? Not a single one of us can say for certain where the rabbit hole ends, or if it ever truly does. And here to help us keep that open-minded perspective is someone who's been speaking about matters I've only heard described by the most far-out yogis and shamans. She's the host of Realize Radio, Give It Up for Human Vibration. Welcome to the show. Hello. Nice to meet you. Sorry for being a tardy to the party. Very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on. No worries at all. No worries at all, dude. Um, I was thinking this is probably going to end up being more of like a conversation rather than like an an interview because, dude, everything you've been talking about, while some may find it controversial, it's not scary to me because... Dude, I've been floating in these weird realms for years with not that many people to talk to. I could talk all day with someone about JFK and, mm-hmm. and you know, all kinds of conspiracy theories. But when I get into these kind of murky waters, that's when even the most, like, even the craziest conspiracy theorists will be like, no, I can't. Yeah. I don't. What? No, yeah. you lost me. Totally yeah. lost me. <laughs> 
And oh, it's rough. It's rough, dude. (laughs) So I I live in JFK though. I live in Dallas, Texas, where the day that I got offed, you know, the whole where the scene, the theater went down. Yeah, dude, that's pretty wild. Right there, I uh, thirty third parallel. Oh well, how about that? You're right. Thirty third parallel. Yeah, you're you're in the right spot. (laughs) I think that I've you know I've been here my entire working adult life. I've been here for about fourteen years. Wow. And uh, it's really the longest place I've lived anywhere in my entire life. And I think that I was put here for a reason. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's good because aren't we all right? We're trying to figure that out. (laughs) So I mean. Let's uh, let's get my audience a little bit of uh, background on the work you've been doing and the, the thoughts that have been flying out of Real Eyes Radio. Oh, yeah. Real Eyes Radio is so fun. It, so t- a little bit of background. You know, I, I started my whole quest, I say, in this world of, you know, truth, exploration, discovery, conspiracy. I mean, I, I live on Twitter. Uh, Twitter's my world. Twitter's where I do all my... I, I communicate. I, I share. I... C- interact. I'm, I'm on Twitter, you know, at, as human vibration. And I've been kind of, I love conspiracies and I love to dig deep into them. And I kind of like to, now I have this new lens through which to look at everything that I've ever looked at before. And I've always been fascinated with conspiracies, but now I just look at everything in a different way. And I share that on like human vibrations, really just a repository for now what I feel like are all these crystallizations I can still talk about JFK. I'm fascinated by JFK, but now I just see it as a different thing. I'm like, oh, like, oh, that's why none of these make sense. Oh, that's why this doesn't, that's why everything's so unplausible, implausible, unsolvable. It's like, oh, right. it's designed, it's, it, this, this is, this is excellent gameplay. It's designed to be unsolvable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why are there so many different avenues you could take in the JFK case, right? You could take like seven different if different angles and you could sound convincing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there are there is documentation, official documentation to support so many of these rabbit holes that we find ourselves down. Like there's real I mean I would say one of my big fascinations for a time, maybe in 2017, was like the Podesta emails. Like, yeah, so you me could like too. search those. You could like search those with targeted searches. And I loved, I love a good targeted search. Get me on there. <laughs> get my dates going. Get my keywords. Get my not words. The words that you don't want to search for that you want to omit from your search. That's actually one of the most powerful tools that I've found is like omitting words and, and things from your search. Anyway. Hmm. Um, yeah, so you can like if you want if you want to find things about someone but not about a certain other thing. Oh like, right, which is yeah. Really specific. Like uh, I remember when I was searching. Just real quick aside, I remember that came in real handy when I was searching when I was on my John Bonet quest, my quest mm-hmm. to just get to the bottom of what John Bonet is or was, and uh, and it is and or was. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, in that, I, I was looking into the pageants and like I t- was trying to look for these pageants outside of the world of John Bonet. And I, wh- what I, what happened when I removed her from this quest, from this search for this information, the, the, they didn't exist. Like I realized that uh, so much of her story was really just fabricated for for the st- for the story of her, for for her purpose. And like outside of it, without John Bonet, there was there was no pageants before her, no pageants after her. Blah blah. Just like just existed. Really. Yeah, that was one of the. So all now we could we could separate local level versus like national television is what you're. I'm assuming that. I'm I'm 
pageants in general, they've got to, they've got right, to exist. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the ones that she, <laughs> the one, I mean, this is just a quick aside, a very fascinating mm-hmm. part about the case. So she was purported, you know, she participated for one year in pageants from age five to six. She was, she, she, uh, her story ends at age six. And uh, so for one year, she participated in, I think the list is maybe seven pageants. So some, some hyper local, like Little Miss Charlevoix, which is like a little lake town in Michigan, uh, to things that sound very prestigious, like Little Miss, a Royal Miss, or, you know, uh, things that sound like they're a little bit more not, but all of them were hyper local. And none of these pageants existed outside of Jaminet. Like they, they didn't have other version they didn't have other years they didn't have other contestants it was like john the years john wow. Mullen were like the first last and only times that they had these pageants they seemed to have only existed inside the story of john bonnet which is mm-hmm. an interesting thing like that's that's like oh, that makes that's just one of those things that make you all hmm and so mm-hmm. I guess, okay, so kind of getting into Realize Radio. So my whole thing, I got onto Twitter, like I had this idea about JonBenet, I shared it, it's a thread, if you want to read about, if you want to read that, if you want to go into that, it's pinned to my profile at Human Vibration on Twitter. It's pretty interesting because it's like- Yeah, it's like 27, 27 long, it's awesome. (laughs) It's really long, like it's very long. Deep dive. It's a, it's a deep dive, but uh, you know, it was fascinating to me. Anyway, so that was like kind of my portal into this world and where I started understanding that there was a whole technology component. Uh, there was a whole psychological, uh, 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 psycho-specific component, like literally our psyche, our collective conscious. Um, also a uh, little bit of a theater flair to all of this stuff. Going, like Absolutely. I realized that so many of the things that were, that were creating our... Um, our comprehension of the our worldview, really, <laughs> our our worldview of everything, like shaping our whole world. What we what we see, a lot of that was was um, fabricated or manipulated in in a way that presented all these things that didn't like put um, took up a lot of our mind space, mental capacity for things that didn't matter because they weren't really real. Mm-hmm. Why do we all remember John Monet Ramsey? At, at the end of the day, like. Long story short, cut to the chase, spoiler alert, I don't think that she was a real child. I don't think, I think she was a simulated victim. I don't think there was actually a child born of the name John Benet Ramsey, which actually her name anagrams to, and for a child found in the basement of her family home, her name anagrams to enjoy our basement. Oh my God. And of course, <laughs> folks, just, that's just a coincidence. They're always just coincidences. Just a always. coincidence. You know, one of those things. When I, when I, <laughs> when I uh, cognated onto that little factoid, I was like, Oh boy. Like you guys think you're so clever, you know, like shaking (laughs) fist at cloud, you know, like, yeah, you find a lot of that in gematria too. Uh, you find those phrases and you're like, Oh my God. Like I think Kennedy speak coincidentally, (laughs) there's a real good one with that, like shot in head or something like that. (laughs) It's just like, you gotta be Mm -hmm. kidding me. Yeah. Back into the left is also kidding. Yeah. Uh, or like grassy knoll, you know, and grassy knoll is interesting because it has the word like no, like knowledge in mm-hmm. it. Knoll, yeah. K- it's even K-N-O-L, knoll, knowledge. The word knoll is in the word knowledge, which is kind of, well, except minus one L. Well, we can mm-hmm. take it. Anyway, I think it's kind of interesting. 
interesting because like grassy knoll is almost like a like a you know forest through the trees. You can't t- you can't see. It's like grass. It, there's something about it's almost like clouded vision. Something like grassy knoll. Yeah. Okay. I like get behind cloudy, that. But, I mean, it's a stretch. I'm known for stretching. That's something that I do. I like to I like to stretch on that wordplay. But um, all of these, there's a reason that w- it's called grassy knoll, and I think it has something to do with the word knowledge in there. And I think it's also something about like our inability to see like clearly and directly. That sounds about right. Didn't I see you mentioned somewhere? I think it might've been on your Twitter feed that like, was it sky? The word sky, sky, the etymology of sky is to cloud. Yes, yes, exactly. The words talk about inversion, a perfect (laughs) inversion. And how can you have a, 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 how can you have the thing stem from something within the thing? How can the word sky stem from something it belongs or, or, or something that belongs to it and within it. It's kind of like the word tree coming from the word leaf. It's like, yeah. Or it's like, it, it feels like a chicken egg thing. Like how can sky mean cloud? And hmm, it's just, mm. but yes. Unless but you go means, the other meaning of cloud and the other exactly, way. Exactly. Exactly. Which means to distort our vision, which means to, to yeah, to I mean, literally to cloud, to 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 create a a um, an, a visually impenetrable bar- impenetrable barrier that we can't quite see clearly through. Ugh, mm-hmm. cloud. And they're temporary, <laughs> but and they kind of what are clouds? I like to wonder that too. What is the weather? What is going you know? On? We hear so many different conspiracy theories about that too. It could go mm-hmm. one way. It could go another way. I mean, you hear about chemtrails, and. You know, uh, there's some pretty intense information out there that says like planes like 747s don't produce like, uh, you know, contrails like they say they do. They're definitely different. It's like skywriting. And I mean, there's a reason skywriting was significant back in the day was because it lingered. It mm -hmm. that's what made it remarkable. Like that's Mm -hmm. what separated skywriting from planes is when growing up, planes didn't leave long trails skywriting planes did you know right, and so we're like, yeah. but now we have these what they're trying to tell us are totally normal experiences that are obviously not they're lingering for very long periods of time we can see them all over what is that before i was big into because you could see them obviously there's something going on i was big into uh chemtrail like the idea mm-hmm. of them spraying all of these neurotoxins uh, manipulating us through the air the air that we breathe into the water i was really into that but now me I'm too. like, hang on, y'all, it could just be skywriting. Like it's they could just be like skywriting up there. It lingers and could. it's not it's innocuous. It's nothing. I th- and I know that that sounds I know that sounds radical. I mean, it sounds like it, it's it's like Isn't it weird? Now. Isn't it weird that a more mundane explanation for what we're seeing at least on the surface <laughs> is radical? But I know that's not where you're going with it. <laughs> and you're going where like I want to go. It's almost like it's, I don't know. I feel like there's a, there could be a lot of theatrical uh, things that we are presented as mm-hmm. bystanders on the ground, looking up in the sky. If the sky is to cloud, well, then it makes total sense that they would go up there and like try to manipulate us in some way. Mm-hmm. So if they want us really scared, thinking that we're always being harmed, thinking that we're getting chemtrails and you know breathing in all these these toxicants, um, we're probably going to feel scared and probably think we're being poisoned. I don't. Maybe we are. 
Maybe we are. I don't know. That's I, but, the thing. Both explanations are bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I know. well, not necessarily, but one is where one is I, very physically bad. One's like, physically bad. One psychologically. They're both. What I, you know, I kind of go back like, to this oh, idea. Oh, I feel like you can't go either way. You know, it sounds like the red versus the blue. Exactly. We get stuck in this, and in, in I love it. Okay, back to realize radio, man. I'm really bad. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I, that's like I said, it's going to be a wild <laughs> conversation. It's not going to be some formal. We focus interview. on these vortexes a lot. These polarities on realize radio. So it was actually like me, uh, Rambo. He's uh, he's another Twitter guy, and Murph he's awesome another. Too. He's awesome, and Murph another Twitter guy. Like three Twitter personalities. All of us like friends on Twitter we were like a, we created this little gang together on Twitter where we were like ex- exploring our, our personal truths which all kind of intertwined into this kind of co- co- cohesive collaboration of basically questioning this realm and history as we've been taught and told and basically everything we've been taught you know from our our all of our systems all our educational systems really kind of like what are we taught and if we if we are taught it that means it's probably manipulated in some way so what does that mean why are we then teaching us and then you know all the things that make our we talked earlier about just like the lens all the things that make your our world view you know that gets shaped early on it gets shaped in our adult you know our very early childhood and and you know we kind of lose our kid magic as kids i feel like we're so intuitive when we're so in tune with the way that we should be in the way that this world could be and it is, you know, and then, then when we're adults, we're just, we just get it worked out of us. We, we, you know, we, we become so easily convinced that we should give all of our resources and all our resources, our time, we should give all of that for paper money that will buy us these things in this realm. And yes, it is a, like, yeah, you have like, we, ugh, if I don't pay my rent, I'm out. Like it's real. It's real in that sense. But also it's, it's like, what if we didn't have these constructs? What if we didn't have these confines? Like, so we talk about, we talk about big stuff like that um, on our on a realized radio. But we also talk about silly stuff, like, you know, which politician is wearing which silicone mask, a CGI style, like, you know, or, or, or old, really old Hollywood sky, like wigs and teeth, and you know, sometimes we have CGI Biden that we that we you know kick around, and sometimes we have like. Uh, Jim Carrey as Biden. We wonder if, the, if that's the version. Sometimes we have like um, obviously masked Biden, where his masks coming off on his face, or he does different ear Biden. It's like who's under there? So we play that game a lot. We we like to have like a lighthearted approach to deconstructing this reality as we know it. And so that's Realize Radio. We did season one. It's on all major platforms, um, and we're gonna do season two this summer. But we haven't started recording that yet. We will. We're all just taking a little bit of a break because. You, what you guys do is is really hard. <laughs> what you guys do, so kudos to the, kudos to I mean, to your podcast, the efforts that you guys that you put in, and I mean anybody, any podcaster out there, like it's a lot of work. I didn't really understand because as a guest, you just show up and talk and peace out and hope it's good right. and <laughs> hope your dog Dude. doesn't bark. Hope you don't show up late and your dog doesn't bark early. <laughs> Oh, that just that just adds flavor to the the episode, uh-huh. you know. That's a, but you guys do a great job. You guys do a fantastic job. I love how you guys just go and you're like, "Where's Rambo? Where is he? Ah, he'll be here eventually." Or <laughs> oh, Murph will be here. Murph He's usually, not here yet. Murph you know? Usually is the one who, who who dips out and gets caught in some sort of time vortex of his own creation and then comes right. back in magnificently. Yeah, that's actually, great. it's so funny because that's why we're on sort of a break right now because Murph's like. 
Murph's just Murph's just like swirling and whirling, and, and he's like, "I'll land in July," and I'm like, "Good, okay, but that sounds great. That's probably when we'll start the podcast." It's like it's perfect timing. It's amazing. So yeah, and you and you guys set it up nicely. Where like I th- I think you announced right on the first episode that you were going to do an eight part season. I think right. Yeah, I mean, mostly because we didn't know what we were doing, and if <laughs> I was on the hook for all of it because I was the only one with the equipment. I was the only one with the, the subscription. This I was only I was the only one who to had the. Uh, I guess kind of like gall to think like, yes, I can take this on y'all. Yes. And, uh, and I was like, but I can't, I can't do this indefinitely. Like I can't make this a thing. There's no, there's no way I can, there's no way I can go into this with a extreme wind in my sails. If I'm thinking about having to do this forever. Like if I, but if I give myself a set, number that I feel comfortable with like eight just was a perfect number for me I love the number eight it is a very powerful number I mean it's a a sign of infinity like the Mm -hmm. eight itself is a is a it's symbolic um I don't know there was something about it that felt complete I was like let's do eight (laughs) (laughs) and then we'll stop and then we'll start back up and we'll do another eight and we'll do them in eight episode chunks and then in between that we could take like a month off two months I think we've yeah I think we've taken a couple months off and that's great. Anyway, well, you guys yeah. have covered quite a bit on that show. And so for my listeners, this is probably going to be probably the weirdest stuff I've talked about so far. But honestly, let's like, de- let's get in. Let's dude, I haven't in. really, you know, dear audience members, I haven't really given a lot of myself on this show anyway. I've kind of just been doing more formal interviews as much as I can. But listening to you guys, I'm like, I can't do a formal interview about this stuff. This has to be flying out of our heads, kind of. I mean, I had, dude, I reduced eight pages of notes down to like three or four. You know, we can look and cover some of it, but it's all right here because this one, is the stuff. One. I want to do, I want to play the game. Yeah, let's see. Let's like, play Because I do, I have some bullet points. I have some legit questions. I have, yeah, yeah. You know. take a spin. Oh, let's see. Oh, you know, a lot of it is stuff that I heard you guys talk about. I'm like, ooh, see, now I was already. Oh, cool. You're taking notes back on the real stuff. Cool. Well, it's just because this, so this, let me give you a little backstory myself. I was a real psychonaut back in my early twenties. I was all into acid mushrooms and DMT and all that stuff. It's a whole world. It's a whole thing. And that's kind of what really woke me up. I'm going to do one this weekend, by the way, weird timing. Anyway. No shit. I have something to talk to. Yeah. Okay. So sidebar (laughs) awesome that was one of my questions i didn't even know how to broach it like is she are are all three of these people coming up with this stuff without that experience because everything you guys talk about now it's not specifically everything i've never looked into john benet but what you've shown me has been pretty intense but the main themes that you guys go into not a lot of people I can't talk to a lot of people about, I have a few friends that are really in tune with it. It's mostly from my psychedelic experiences and theirs and our mutual discovery of a, the closest relation we could find was in Eastern mysticism for the most part. And it's oh, interesting. I when really jive we, with, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, is like, and not only you guys, but myself included, like I'm always thinking about these different theatrical elements and conspiracy theorists have a million different ways to look at the bible the sumerians all the the ancient aliens versus the astro theology that flies in the face of the you know 
all these different theories go everywhere, but what is really going on is clearly a massive delusion or a massive deception. And what what's fascinating to me about psychedelics, which maybe you'll see, maybe you won't, it's going to be colored by you because it's really just you. It's really just you. I was running a, cons my ego was running a conspiracy on my higher self my whole life, hidden messages, symbolism everywhere. So I felt like I was having the most terrifying, mind-blowing intervention with myself. So, I mean, not to go too, too deep into my story, but just to give you a little bit of background into the weirdness that I did experience. And we've found I've have found Eastern mysticism is very close sometimes to it, to what you guys are talking about. Because when you think about the the word Maya as illusion in, in Buddhism, I know. the Mayans, I mean, <laughs> how about that? The Buddhists, how about that? Take that term and that philosophy very seriously and I think probably over there, you know, in, in places where that's studied more than anywhere else, there's probably people there that are on different levels of that understanding where they're taking it one way, but it's still very materialistic, or they're on the entire other end of the, of the spectrum, and they're floating three inches off the ground. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, Do you think levitation could be possible if you have that type of alignment within your body or something? Do you? I, I think that's, I mean, I mean, I'm not there. I'm certainly I'm not, not there, there either. Not and there. I, I also think well, that's because I drag my, <laughs> right? Yeah. This Texas and Pilsner. this and yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Getting high, but not levitating. If you know right, what I mean. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, you have those threads that go down. Oh, it was all just metaphor. It's all just metaphor. But then you have equally very interesting researchers talking about how it's probably not just metaphor about Jesus walking, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And sound vibration can like levitate sand, you know. You exactly. Can, I know. There's all it's just unreal to us that. right now in this, this technocratic world that apparently everyone thinks we're moving towards. We've been in it quite a while. It's right. we've just programmed to it, correct? Right. The slow drip of technology. Yeah. So I think the slow drip of technology is so uh, preordained in a way that I mean, this technology has always existed. What we think about it as being new, it's just new to us, and it's just being mm. rolled out at certain times. And we and certain technologies come out so that we become dependent on certain things and lose certain things about ourselves. You know. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. I mean, these smartphones, good Lord, we can't remember now a phone number to save our life because our phones do that. We, we really, we set our alarm or we're so much more dependent on, I feel like a alarm, a like we need our devices now to tell us when and what and where and how and why to do the things that we used to be able, very capable of doing by ourselves, you know, without a device, without a, without a facilitator. And now, and now if you lose your phone, you're like, oh, my my arm, my arm's gone, you know? It's like, right. my, hand, my other hand. Yeah, it feels like you've lost like a very significant part of yourself. Ugh, these devices. Yeah. I used to be just fine without a phone, without a smartphone, you know? Back All, in the of, day. Us All of us did. All of us did. And we're lucky because we're clearly in that that bracket where we grew up without it and now we grew mm -hmm. up with it where my son and so many people said, you know, before him just have only known that, you know, it's, it's so weird. We have our yeah. feet in one world and another world. It seems at least, I don't know, maybe perhaps. I'm very fortunate to have had a pre-internet childhood. Yeah. Like, I really fortunate. am too. Very fortunate. You know, um, 
let's see what else we should get into here. Oh, this is a fun one. I remember you guys going, they always tell us the truth. They always tell us the truth. And there's a lot of angles to that. Have you ever heard of revelation of the method? Yes. And I, and when I say they always tell us the truth, that's a big part of what I, I I think I'm, I'm kind of gleaning from within Mm. myself because I do feel like everything that is a, a, a major psychological trauma, a shared experience within this realm I have a, I have a very I have a very strong inclination that uh, that a lot if not all of these experiences are manufactured in a way to extract the um, the most emotional psychic energy the most eyeballs attention focused human energy and um, really just get us um, kind of like Plato's cave where the prisoners were chained in one direction. Um, and they could only see the shadows on the wall. And if mm. they were just unchained, they could actually turn and see that the light source behind them, that it was just like puppets, that someone was just, was, so what they saw on the, what they saw on the wall was not a, a, a true representation of what reality was. It was actually being operated by the de- deceiver and the light source behind. Right. I'm so, I'm so sorry. That's okay. In the background. Hey, he he's like on it, the podcast he doesn't too. He like Lucifer talk. He's like, Plato's <laughs> cave again. Mom, you always talk about that. Oh, scary, <laughs> scary Lucifer, too. Yeah. But I do think, you know, they always tell us the truth. I think that they tell us the truth with how they show us, they show us the whole picture, but they, the vantage point, the framing is such, the framing is such that we only see it through a very specific narrow lens. And that is the takeaway. We get the takeaway from a very narrow framing where if we were able to just see, pull back, step, step back, we would actually see that there were, was all these, all these like coincidental machinations that are happening within any given thing. If we were, that seemed coincidental and it's like, oh, oh, that's weird. If we Mm. were able to step back, we would see that like, oh, everything is so organized and connected um, because it's, 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 it's designed that way. And because everything is designed in, in, with this pattern and design with, dynamic symmetry everything is patterned in a way that this the symmetry the symmetry the symmetrical element is very interesting and because i think that that shows us that all of this is pre-written and preordained and they if you could just see it then you can see the truth and one of those is talking back back to jfk um so the j the uh, the uh, the route that JFK, the assassination route, Dealey uh, Plaza, um, and in the, the the street that he was specifically on, the, there's three streets that come together in a, in a very distinct trident pattern. It's like two streets bowing out like a bell on the on one side, and then a very narrow single street on 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 in the middle, and it's like a trident. It creates like a, a, a like we know of a trident from the sea with um oh what's Poseidon. Poseidon. That's right. Yes. Poseidon's trident. And what I found very significant is on the World Trade Center, the, the original towers, not the new not the new Trade Center, but the, the twin towers, the architectural detailing at the very bottom, as it's above, above the lobby entrance, but as it's being going into skyscraper mode, it is a very distinct trident pattern. And not just any trident pattern, but if you overlaid it on the JFK route, it's the same... Uh, dimensions the dimensionality mm-hmm. it's not just any trident pattern it's not it, it is the jfk route trident that mm-hmm. is on the world trade center <laughs> architectural like 
like, come on. Like that is, that is just a, uh, that's a tether. When I see these things, when I see these things, I like to visualize that these are the same thread just on different parts of a, a much, a much larger, like, uh, tapestry. But it's all, if you, if you to unweave it or, you know, pull it, it may come all around, loop all around from all different directions and swirl and whirl, but, and seem to come out of this place and that, but it's all the same thread and it's all, I don't know. And I, I, yeah, yeah. that's what was everything a conspiracy theory. Yes, but not as it seems. I don't know. It, it, it really does. Let's get into it. Everything quote unquote is fake. Right. But it's, it's not. It's, it's real. Not. It's, it's so real. real. And it's, what I'm, what's curious I think the to word me, should be false. I think fake false is, is a, good. And false is better. False is better than fake. Let's just go ahead and say that everything is fake. Is a is a a, a, a weird punchline. It's 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 a it's an incomplete punchline, or a, it's a really shallow encapsulation of what we explore. Yes, and it's being. Uh, kind of stolen away by people yeah. that don't understand what you're saying. No, and then they say and I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm like, that's not what we're after. I'm, and I'm not even <laughs> talking about because you know I've I've seen a number of people that I really respect and like argue with you guys. I'm like, oh come on, this sucks. Yeah. I don't. It's <laughs> unfortunate because we're all coming at this stuff from we're very different angles. You know, I'm a psychedelic guy, so like that's where I start and the ancient symbolism yeah. and what does it all mean. And, but other people are coming from the political angles that if I didn't have those people saying those things and showing those documents, it's like, oh, okay. So I'm seeing more of this pattern that links up to all this weird deception information that was in my head already. Uh, you know, that I, it seems like, you know, you guys have said we're kind of programmed with this stuff and it's, it does feel like it's already, something's already in there, but that yeah. what's, that's what leads me to wonder. And so this is what I wanted to get to with the whole, everything's fake thing is kind of being taken away by people who are seeing it in the wrong light. And I think I actually mentioned that on one of our Twitter threads that mm -hmm. It can be taken the wrong way. It can definitely be run with by minds that aren't nurtured enough in the right way, in the right way. And don't hear enough of this, this stuff, yeah. because honestly, I've heard you guys talk about more light and love and connection and the importance of what is real mm -hmm. than anything else on yeah. Realize Radio across eight episodes and most of your I Twitter so feeds. Too. I think we're like in general, really positive. Absolutely. And, and Whenever we do talk about things being fake, we are really trying to explore what that would mean from a bigger picture and what they're trying to do. If if fake, then then how what do we how do we counteract this? Like, is it and 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 do you and are we able to experience a lightning a lightning effect a, a levity a, 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 an almost like releasing of if a certain big scare big bad wolf if a certain boogeyman or a certain trauma that we thought we experienced it, it, that we we find out was kind of just a manipulation not kind mm. of but an actual manipulation of of light and truth well then uh, it's it feels like I feel lighter. I feel, I feel, 
I feel personally, I'm talking about like levitating three inches off the ground. I'm almost there. I'm getting right, there. there you go. I do feel, I do feel a light, a lightened, a lightening effect from exploring things from an angle of maybe it didn't happen the way they told us. So yes, I agree. Conspiracy. Yes. We're all on to something. We're on to something because the conspiracy is what they told us ain't the truth. That's for right. dang sure. Yeah. But in a way That's not true. <laughs> they they sometimes they sometimes they do. But we Most we just can't see it. We just can't see it because they the delivery yeah, it's like they angle they prism it. Like they they, they tell us the truth, but they prism the, the delivery so that the truth goes pew and like misses and we get we get caught on all this other light. Like Yeah. And you know, and, whoever's in charge of the light hmm. is also really in charge of the severity and depth of the shadows. You know, I think it's I think it's all of us. I think that's yes, I, think I think that's what's going on. Actually, the real owner operators yeah. of the true light. Yeah, and I think uh, I heard you once say there ain't no big boss at the top, and you were kind of yeah. talking about these crazier metaphysical ideas where there ain't no boss, and I think this <laughs> totally we we are the boss, and I know that yeah. unfortunately this is so we're met with a lot of division in this community. A lot, not even just from this angle, from so many different angles where I can't talk about ancient symbolism without it being satanic or evil. So I don't know how to get around that angle where I'm sure I could talk about it here, you know, because, you know, from that perspective that you're taking, where you have to superimpose this, this bird's eye view on the whole picture. And if you do that, it kind of allows you to play with it. And if you're not offended or afraid to play with it, it's just hypothetical. It's just a thought experiment, right? It seems like so many people won't even play with it. And when you do play with it, it uncovers quite a bit. And it seems like it kind of folds right back in on the self over and over again. Like, what are we getting out of this? And what are, what's, what am I learning out of this? That no matter what the experience is. And the funny thing is, I'm sorry to ramble, but no, it's the, so interesting. I'm glad you're bringing this up. It's so interesting. The Eastern mysticism stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of Westerners seem to, and this is not new. This is, you know, since Ramdas headed off to, to India and came back and kind of brought all those ideas into the culture. Um, a lot of Westerners get really turned off and, and they slip into that nihilism that I was talking to you about on Twitter, about how people can slip there if they're not, shepherded the right way and and people under you know giving good information to to ease that fear it's like no 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 it's it's okay <laughs> you know what i mean is am i onto something there yeah, does that I make sense i think you're absolutely onto something and i love that you this i love that you brought up the symbols as kind of your intro into discussing this and how the symbology throughout time i mean just knowing when you look back at eastern mysticism knowing that what we understand is the Nazi symbol, you know, <laughs> yeah. once, you, once you can comprehend that that symbol existed long, it was pattern was, was pre in, in, in what we understand as history. And I'm some, I'm now I'm putting history in eight, you know, air absolutely quotes, just I'm, his you know, story, but his, the, but the story goes that long before this symbol was a Nazi symbol, it was used in, you know, Buddhist cultures for, thousands of years and it means it doesn't mean 
hail Hitler or any, you know, we, we see it as a swastika and think really incredibly negative things all associated with the symbol. But the story goes, the symbol actually means inner divinity. It actually means something that is quite incredibly powerful and positive is, is that we are our own divine source. We are inside of us. And you talked about light. You mentioned that we are the light. Mm -hmm. I believe that. I believe that within each of us is a shining light, an inner light. Or a Uh, fragment of it. Yeah. And we're all kind of fractal, more like a fractal. That's probably better. Fractal nature, this fractal nature of the realm. And that goes, I mean, that speaks to like the patterns, the patterns just express themselves all over. And yeah, yeah. I mean, all the way back to, you know, 5,000 BC and and on and further into Gobekli Tepe at 10,000 BC and mm-hmm. all this new history that's being uncovered where everything's getting older and older and older. They always move the football. They always move the goalposts. They do. Completely. But they, there's good guys in there too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good guys in our community that are proving those points. I don't think our end goal is to go, yeah, see, we're way older. Our point is what's going on here? Why yes, is exactly. this why is history we're exempt about the from wrong things? Yeah. Right. Well, we're not. I mean, we're arguing like yeah. I think we have to wrong get about there. this portion of history when we should be like, y'all, take y'all, a step back. All history is like bunk. Like, Look at the repetition. I think Henry Ford. Story goes <laughs> that Henry Ford <laughs> said something along the lines of "All history is bunk." All of it. I like, think it you're is right. All just yeah. I think it, someone did, and he's not the it's, only it's, one. Not the only one. Yeah. You know, and there's also hmm. there's also a passage in uh, in 1984, which we in the truth community, many people herald as kind of a, a, a proclamation of, of a foretelling of things to come. And in many ways, yeah, but it's also kind of just like predictive, or pro, you know, it's just programming us to always think that yes, we are beholden to Big Brother. I think it's kind of a defeatist trope. If we buy into it, then we believe that Big Brother will eventually always have the power. And maybe but that's the point. I think that is. I think that is, I think that is the point. I, I do, but uh, whether it's, I think it's either in 84 itself or, or it's, uh, or it's Wells or just a quote attributed to him. And it says, he who can, he who controls the present controls the past and he who controls the past controls the future. I'm not so sure basically, if that if was you're in, So if you're in power yeah. now, you write the book. So you say mm-hmm. what happened then you say what, if you, if you're in power now, if you control the present, then you have the capacity for saying this happened in the past. Wink, wink, probably didn't. Mm. But you can write it in whatever way is going to benefit the current state. And however you influence, and when I say benefit, that's also like a, a, probably not, probably not for our benefit, but more of like passing along of, of, of things. And, uh, you know, but whoever controls that current state you know, whoever, you know, you design the past, influences the present, and then and the present dictates what happens in the future. So, yeah, if you can, like, manipulate, if you can own the present and control and manipulate the past, you can dictate what will happen in the future. Because you, we have been taught and programmed these stories of, of a past that probably didn't exist in real life, but only exists to put us on train put to you know they say if if we don't learn history we're doomed to repeat it Mm -hmm. but the opposite is probably true we do repeat history because we are taught it so maybe if we weren't taught all of that you know it's just like (laughs) ah so yes yeah yeah yes but at the same time 
I think we're learning from history right now. For real, though. I do Perhaps. I mean, yes. We're, you know what I mean? showing itself. The, the, the fractal nature of this is yeah. showing itself. That's what I'm thinking. It does feel like it's all falling apart. So like over the past four or five years when people have been like, oh my God, it's all coming apart. The house of cards is falling. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you know, it's all going to come out about the pedophiles and all that yeah, kind of exactly. stuff. And I'm like, oh, I was talking about I was really all of physical there, reality. <laughs> I wasn't talking about the political bullshit. This whole paradigm is falling apart. Like, that's what I'm seeing. I don't know about you. You were way earlier than me, to be honest, because when all of that was going on, I would say 2000, you know, the, the 2016 through, I mean, I really didn't have what I believe to be like this new lens until 2020. So I was caught down. I, love, I was caught, I was caught on all sorts of conspiracies with. Oh, me too. Me too. And, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I loved all that. Oh boy. Yeah. And I really believed truly, I, I believed that, uh, um, we were just, we, we had been, what had been revealed to us was, uh, the, the, the truth. And that if, if only it could be recognized by the masses then we would all be free, you know, like we would all be like, if only then we would, the justice, the say the savior element would be there. The, the justice would be had, the, the, the finality would be experienced. And that was such a, I think, a a a, a you know, I, it's a fast, it, you know, when we talk about everything is fake, it's real. The whole world, the universe of this, uh, all these rabbit holes really were, they're real. And they were in the cold queue. I, I still, I, I would consider myself an observer of the Q phenomena because it really is. But I, and I do believe that there's like needle in a haystack situations. I, I still look at some Q drops as like major revelations of, um, you know, the one about like one day they will not be able to walk through the streets. You know, that one, that was kind of the most, one of the most famous ones. And it was a nod to, they will be persecuted and hung in the middle of, you know, whatever they can't walk because they'll be, they'll be hung or something, you know, they'll be, they'll be taken out. But what if, what if it really meant they can't walk in the streets because they're just puppets. They're not real. Like they're, you know, I like to explore politics as theater. And like, what if like a lot of these entities that we believe to be our all powerful, mighty beings, what if they're just like characters, you know, and they're not like, yeah, one day they really can't walk in the streets because they don't really operate like that. Hmm. We just see them through our screens, you know? Yeah, it's a tough one between the, because um, I've heard you guys go both ways with like, you know, the CGI or the masks yeah. and this and that, because it could be both. It could, it be, could both. be. In and person, yeah. This may not happen all the time either because they got to throw in real people every now and Like with every conspiracy, this is what we learned. Like maybe conspiracy theories on the surface level were our training for, you know, because the concepts remain the same, it seems, where we still right. have to follow these these rules like okay so maybe they have to still throw in a lot of truth you know mixed in with the bullshit and all that you know i don't know i don't know because i'm totally also open to the fact that this physical realm is very flimsy i mean yeah, even quantum physics here? is saying that that's i mean cool. even mainstream science at the fringes is saying it so it's like ah, i don't even know where to look because some I of that do. seems real I do think we influence this realm. I think we are magical creatures in a magical energetic creatures in a magical energetic space. This mm. realm is influenced by us. I think more so in 
if we understood our capabilities, I think more so that the, the, the ability for us to influence this realm is much more powerful and, and greater than what the realm has power over us. It's just that we don't know it. We don't know it. We don't know how what powerful manifestors we are. Mm. Instead, we're just living. We're just like we're we're playing this game called life, and we're it. We're we are caught in the spell, the dream spell that's been created for us. But we're not like really. I think manifesting in a way that we we kind of understand that we can influence truly this realm through our inner through our energy our like you know how the idea of waking up on the wrong side of the bed if you mm-hmm. get, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed in the morning your whole day is going to be shit right it, it just is every interaction that you have is going to be colored by your poor energy input like in mm. this realm we i feel like the the realm is a blind judge and um and it just gives us what we present to it because mm-hmm. that's what it deems that we find important. And so if we traffic in negative energy, that's, the realm's going to go like, oh, yeah, you really like that. Here's more yes. of that. And if you live in a, in a, if you live in positive, you, in, in a, in a tr- be good, be, you know, good and true life, um, abundance is going to, it's, it's that is also going to flow back in abundance. And I, and I think that, oh, you know, it's 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 simple it's complex and so simple (laughs) that's a great way to put it yeah it does seem so complex until you see it and then it's very simple it almost feels like there was something hiding right here and you're like this whole time this whole time (laughs) really oh it's so obvious and so that's we'd enjoy our basement with john benet i was like (laughs) dude really because the Instagram existed the whole time. I just didn't never yeah. saw it, you know? Like, it really was. It was the whole and, time. You know, where did you learn about anagrams? Because I learned about them from Dan Twitter. Brown. Oh, Dan oh, Brown oh, and Da yes, Vinci yes. Code. You know, I actually loved the Da Vinci Code, and I read a, a lot of his books. I read a lot loved of Loved all of it. Oh, I, yeah. Deception something. Deception that was, yeah, Deception that was great. That was great. It was, it was very sci-fi. It was oh. kind of talking about a lot of the stuff that's happening right now with these hacks, you know? Hmm. And I didn't think about it. Or no, that. there was a... Uh, oh, was wow. that the real techie one? With the yes, show? it was. No, you're okay. totally right. But like, I only focused on his other books when it came to the stuff. But clearly, mm-hmm. I feel like, that yeah, like well. you know, talk about revelation of the whatever. I feel like they they imprint some of these things in our early psyche, and it's not just movie. We see it in movies now, where it's like in the what was it, Back to the Future? They had all this like 9/11 symbolism in it. If you really yeah, want there's to keep it's out there. Stuff, it's it's there. definitely it's there. Totally there. Yeah. It's and, everywhere in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere back to the fractal nature right it's, um, it's like a it's like a uh a russian stacking doll is kind of a you know that's in my notes because oh, you cool. guys talked about cool. the yeah, russian yeah. dolls and the russian dolls have been close to my heart for a long time yeah. i've heard this concept talked about in many different ways from many different people coming from different backgrounds you know more scientific background you might hear someone say scale invariance mm. and it's a very oh. interesting way of putting the same thing this russian yeah. doll thing yeah. is one of the oldest stories that we have because it's as above so below mm-hmm. it's just it's people think heaven and earth as above so below they don't see all the millions of levels and what i also wanted to 
Oh, mandalas <laughs> if, if there's, or like re- levels yeah. of the re- mandalas, and like, and then that goes back. I think mandala effect is like a ba- like a a weird inversion of the idea, the concept of this mandala. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're kind of right because that's like, I'll have to look into that more. Because hmm. the word mandala, aside from it being mandala effect, which is supposedly Nelson Mandela, yeah. Nelson Mandela but the word right. mandala itself actually means these labyrinth-like realms that we have to ascend through in this journey of, of life. Like in this, mm-hmm. like, and as we ascend personally, back to, you know, everything kind of being something that's, that's happening within us, as we ascend personally and journey personally, like we can, we can go into higher and higher men, mandalas or, or mm. realms. Anyway, and then the idea, the idea of Mandela effect is... The, the word's the same, but it's supposed to be, you know, Nelson Mandela, which is, which is kind of interesting because it actually connects to like kind of the same concept of these variation of realm. You know, you slip, some people have slipped into another timeline, another version, another realm. Some people, yeah, it's kind of strange. And I've heard a DMT story recently where ooh. someone and his friend did DMT on the studio couch and he had this whole crazy experience and part of it was worrying about getting back to his reality because he was in the multiverse. And when he came back, it took him like 10, 15 minutes to recover and, you know, get a drink of water. But he realized that where him and his friend were sitting was the living room, not the studio. Yeah. It's, uh, they had, they had, uh, he did. He did it by himself while his friend, like, kind of, you know, watched him and took care of him. And yeah. And uh, maybe he came back to maybe a place just slightly to the left or the right. about it and it happened. Uh oh. And what do we all, and that's, think about all the spirituality that's talked about on Instagram constantly. We create our own bad patterns. You know, it's (laughs) so let's go back to these Russian dolls because another way to describe the Russian doll is a spiral. And you guys love spirals, man, because the spiral is that greater realm, right? Every time you swoop around to the same damn circle or spiral down, you know, like, and and tools, one of my favorite bands, they always said spiral out, keep going. And I, that, that drove me, man, because of psychedelics, because my experiences, suddenly I could see a grid everywhere, man. I could see lines and it was all spiraling and swirling and perfect. And I was, I am mind blown. I I saw the grid as a kid. I, That's amazing. I, saw the grid. I haven't been able to see the grid as an adult. I, and um, I haven't I've, done psychs I've, in a long time, and I don't see it anymore either. But, I, <laughs> but, you know, they say, they say that all of the psychedelics that we could ingest from third, even the synthetics or the, you know, the natural to synthetic, it's basically replicating something that already exists, a process that already exists within our brain. Like we DMT. have receptors. We have receptors. Right. We have for cannabinoid DMT. receptors. We've got, Absolutely. We've, got, we've got the capacity to make like a DMT, LSD, trip for our for our own damn selves you know and i wonder if that's why some kiddos have imaginary friends because they're just got like a little slow a natural slow drip of a hallucinogen and also uh, to a fresh brain oxygen itself is a hallucinogenic nice yeah i I mean i think fight club taught me that taught me that like 1999 you know but we just gloss right over it because man tyler durden 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd get pretty distracted if Brad Pitt was. Dude, you know, I am. Yeah, I mean, uh, Oxa, Oxa what? Uh, Dude, you know what was great? Fight Club had a website back then where you could buy the clothes that Tyler Durden wore, right? And as soon as you clicked on it, because yes, I was that asshat that clicked on it. That's cool. This is like totally, dude, no, it totally shamed you for being a materialistic sheep. And it was amazing. Tyler Durden would do that. That's such a Tyler Durden thing to do. That's so Tyler. That's funny. And you know, it's funny when you, I mean, we're, we're going all over the place, but that's literally what I was hoping for. So this is a great success so far. (laughs) Success. Same. Um, I like these. These are my favorite. Yeah, so we man. don't realize we just we we ch- we chat. This is the best. This is how I flow better than anything else. You know, I could sit here all stiff and try to do the thing, but I mean, that just doesn't work all the time. If you know, we lose sense of time. Uh, that's what I've learned. If I lose sense of time chatting, like even when we're recording, you realize, and I'm like, I'm trying to remember all these like you know back end things that I have to be doing about editing and da 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 da. But if like if I can lose sense of time when I'm chatting with the guys. I feel pretty confident that like if you're listening, you can lose sense of time too. You know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's and really the state is felt. I think it can be a yeah. shame. Talk about a spiral, you know, like yeah, we can all go we can all spiral in, spiral out to this flow state together. Absolutely. And then you do lose time. I think that flow state is one of the one of the times that the human cognition of time is interrupted, is 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 slowed in a way that you can I mean, you look up and it's like five hours later, you're like, What? Huh? <laughs> you know? You're in a different studio. You're in the living room. You're like, oh, oh man, <laughs> that was DMT, not flow state. <laughs> so like even so, like without even having the experience, I'm sure you're still you've been pretty fascinated by them for a long time, right? I have been, but I made a myself that I would only I would only do a psychedelic. I would never seek it. I would never seek out a psychedelic, and I would only do it if it presented itself as a gift to me in my universe, beautiful naturally. That's beautiful. And guess what? It sure has. And, you know, I'm having this, uh, I'm for the first time, for the first time ever, it sounds so silly, but I'm doing like a little local meetup for human vibration people in my city. You know, like you, if you're close by, like on this Saturday, Saturday, 626 in my, in my city in Dallas, I'm going to have a, a little meetup and, um, uh, I'm not doing it at the thing, but the the universe has presented this this whole scenario around this where I will be able, should I choose to, to go on a, a guided trip with someone that I feel very close with and have it, like it's totally it's just like bestowed upon me like the whole experience and it and it's during this time or after it's after after this like meetup but it's not i'm not going to be tripping during the meetup that'd be don't so wild it. but uh oh, my first trip i I'm would like, urge oh, you not to <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely not no way but um you know i just think it's like coinciding with this thing that i had like a gift that i gave myself to like take human vibration off of digital and put it into the world like the real like irl you know in this space that i really like this you know i'm i'm in a new space i'm in a new place and i want to like there's this park that i go to a lot and it's happening at the park and it's like i feel this good energy in these spaces and it's like yeah let's have some local folks come together we'll sit on blankets and vibe in the park for an hour you know mm-hmm. and then and then i'm gonna go and do some sh- do some mushrooms. <laughs> oh, awesome. So doing, awesome choice. Mushrooms. And I, and I am glad that it's that because I don't think that I would be ready to take like an acid based or like some sort of, I think that mushrooms are probably if I'm, you know, as a, as a newbie, as a brand newbie, 
I think mushrooms are exactly the speed that I need to go at. So they are, they are, they're a very natural thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's weird because in the, uh, the Amazon, when they were able to put together DMT, mm-hmm. they like, it's like a root of one plant and like the leaves of another. Right. Mm-hmm. And somehow out of like 10 million species of plants, these tribal folk were able to figure that out. Right. To make right. it orally active. They, they just say the plants told them, right? Yeah. So similar to what you're saying about this gift situation, where I had a friend just out of nowhere a while back say, do you want DMT? You've been oh, talking wow. about DMT. I'm like, uh, I'm not buying any of that right now. It's like, oh, no, no, it's free because the guy I get it from says that he is not allowed to sell it anymore because the gods told him to stop. <laughs> Well, that's a nice so twist like, of fate. Thanks, Well, how about that? <laughs> so it's like... One man's DMT yeah. takes another man's treasure. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, no, the gods told him to stop selling it yeah, because it so should be given as a gift. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's no, always exactly. as a gift. It became your treasure. That's for sure. So, dude, we could get into a lot of things. I don't know how much time you have, but how long I mean... have we been... I lost... I honestly lost... We lost time. time. It's been a, exactly an hour. Exactly an hour because you... Signed on at 9.33 my time, 33, <laughs> and now it's of 33 Of course again. she did. Everyone in the <laughs> audience that thinks I'm some sort of CIA operative or something, we like, be like, yeah, that's that, great. That's about, that sounds about right. You, you know, here's the problem. How, tell me what you think of this. Uh-huh. When I was younger, and I was in bands and stuff like that, I'm a big metalhead. Uh-huh. You seem like it. Yeah, the way that you're a referencing tool and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So- I would totally be making music videos with all sorts of that, all kinds of symbolism and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I, as this dumb young metalhead, loving all the psychedelic references to the ancient world and all this stuff, would be considered evil and satanic by half the people in this community. Yeah. That's really frustrating. Well, so I'm wondering, like a, yeah. what do you guys think of? Like how do you, how do you think this this goes forward with how divisive the topic is of everything's, everything's kind fake. of false or fake or whatever? False. I mean, how do you think this is going to turn out um, months down the road? Do you think you know, think more people are going to climb onto it, or you think it's going to people are going to fade away from it? I I have definitely when I I had about a I had about a year and a half of no adversarial energy. You know, like from, I would say 2020, January 2020 is when I first really just splashed in. And it's not, it hasn't been until recently that I, that I feel like, uh, you know, it was really when we started our Patreon, when we started, when we started, when we started asking people to pay for our knowledge, quote unquote, which is how it's, which is how it's viewed. We still have a free show. We are still going to continue the free show. But in, in between, we do have a Patreon where we do, where we chat. We have a lot of stuff on. It, you know, I don't, it, I, uh, that, that began a lot of, um, commentary about what we were doing before it was just, you know, we had cuckoo ideas and we were harmless. We were harmless. And you know, it was like, yeah, the everything, there was no, uh, there was kind of some eye rolling there. I think there was probably a lot of eye rolling, but I don't think that there was any, um, uh, uh, intentionality questioning in this way of like. Oh, they're um, be- because X, then Y. We and, and, and once we started the Patreon, we gave a big X. We gave a big X that we never had before. We never had like this 
because it was just, as just like for like a year and a half we were just like literally just tweeting all the time me rambo and murph just like going nuts on twitter all the time and then we started the the the, the free podcast and then we started a Patreon just to see, you know, just to see and like play around. And we, sh- you know, we do like some multimedia stuff on there, which we can't do on a regular podcast. So, or we could, but, but anyway, it's different. Yeah, you just Apple, get kicked off. Whatever. Of, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it, um, we did some video stuff too. You know, I don't know. But, but when we started that, I definitely, um, and also I, you know, in, 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 in true transparency, I was a lone wolf. I was a lone wolf for a long time. And then I started making alliances for as however you want it. And I think anybody that's listening knows what I'm talking about. And I like settle, I've settled into what I feel like is I, I, I picked, I picked people, I picked people that I really liked and that I wanted to be talking to and communicating with and doing and making stuff with and doing things with. And, I feel like in a way, whenever you do that, you always open yourself up for something. You always, you know, because when you're alone, you can just defend yourself and it's just like all on you or whatever. But sometimes when you're in a group, it's like they, uh, it, it, you could you could be seen as being a conspiratorial element of some, of some sort or measure. It just but by the sheer element that you're now in a group, in a, in a group setting. And I've kind of noticed that because before when I was just alone, nobody, I was just like, People didn't like what I was saying. Nobody, nobody questioned me in that way. But now I feel, Mm -hmm. now I do feel it. So I don't know how to answer that other than I feel like I, I am really still trying to work that out for myself. I'm still trying to. Where it's going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Where we're going to do this. But I think all in all, uh, you know, I, I actually, I actually don't even like that. I just spent a couple of minutes talking about this adversarial element of it because I would say 99.99999% of my whole experience has been nothing but positivity and up, well, I feel uplifted. I feel, I feel great. I feel uplifted. My life is, human vibration has actually helped me, my IRL person, my in real life. <laughs> I like, I actually feel way more connected to, like I, I've really allowed myself to make I've taught myself lessons like this exploration of what is important and what is real talking about what everything's fake. I feel like I focus on what's real and what makes real change in this, in this world and what makes real change in your life and what makes real change in your, this matrix as we know it, you know, this, this, mm. if you're the, you know, if you're the influencer, if you're ready player one, get to, get to, get to move in and here's how, what to do. And so I feel like that's what we talk about the, the majority. And I've learned so many things through this, when I tell myself to, to, to not fear is when human vibration is saying, don't fear this, don't fear that. Just move with, you know, move through this realm, render as you go and do it with pure intentionality and positivity. And, you know, but yet in my real life, I'm, you know, I wasn't, I was like scared to do all sorts of things, but then I was like, wait a second, human vibration would tell me live your truth. And I did, I actually did make huge swings, big, big changes in my life. So much so that I now live in a new, a different place. I, I, my, my, my previous, what I would consider like, uh, all, all of the things that people that kind of make your, all your statuses have been altered. And it was through purposeful decision-making that I feel like 
was a hundred percent a result of what I'm doing through human vibration because I gave myself the confidence by saying like, it's okay to think these things. And not only is it okay to think these things, but like you really do need to be living in your own truth because that is what you're literally telling everybody is that is going to make a big difference in their life. If they live their own truth, you got to do that too, sister, you know, so I did (laughs) and it worked. It worked. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's so good. I'm glad that you guys are going to be doing a season two and everything. Season That's two starting awesome. in July. We all were kind of in this transitional state. It's so interesting. So we were all like, we're able to take this time off between season one and what will be season two, like in this summer eventually. And we're all kind of like resettling into certain things. It was so perfect. The timing was just awesome. I don't know. That's how I feel too. I, I, I totally get that vibe, man. Like as soon as I started this thing, just everything, as soon as I started living in my own truth and just Bingo. pouring this crap out of my head, not worrying about yeah. anything, it just it feels great. It feels liberating, you know? Um, so I won't keep you too much longer, but I do have one more question for you. Yes, and um, let's see, how do I wear this? Because I wear this very specifically on here. Ah, here we go. I talk a lot about this episode to episode, really. I'm curious what your thoughts are. The idea that for everything natural, real, and true, there is always a mimicry laid out alongside it. It looks and feels very similar to that natural true thing, but it's devoid of any true transformative meaning. And it works to distract us from the, you know, the natural, real, and true experience. It's that typical line of keeping us at low vibration, right? With these ideas that you talk about, this external arena given wow. to us, to dis- uh, given to us being an illusion, for the most part, let's say, it almost Can perfectly. You read that first part again, real quick. Sure. Like, like, the very first sentence, because that is that okay. cuts so deep. This idea that for everything natural, real, and true, there is always a mimicry laid out alongside mimicry. it. Mimicry. Okay. Um, so yes. this external are- arena is given to us, and it's kind of like an illusion. It's almost It almost perfectly puts all the other conspiracy theories that everyone likes to discuss into that mimicry box, yes. as if to say, sure, they'll spend all this time on JFK or the moon landing mm-hmm. uh, or the vaccine or even interdimensional beings, perhaps. As long as they're still buying into all the parts of the illusion itself. Wow. So doesn't, wow. It, doesn't it really matter on what level they're exposing it? It's like, I'm wondering, and this is going to be way out there, but actually, you know what? I posed this to you a few months ago, back when like I first shot you a message and said, hey, what's going on? What I was saying about how the psychedelic experience for me alone made me feel like I had been running a conspiracy on myself this whole time, Mm -hmm. this as above, so below feeling that's just been driving a lot of my questioning, Mm -hmm. it feels like the best way to judge society is the same way you would judge an individual. The process it goes through, it's literally the microcosm of the macrocosm. So. What if, right. And we always, this community loves to talk about collective consciousness and and all that. What about the collective ego? So what if, what if if we're already, we're already in the realm of things are fake. We're already okay with the CGI and the fake masks. What if, what if it's all just this one, this oneness, this weird, because, you know, have you recently heard that, you know, some conspiracy theorists like to now say that the unity and the oneness is all the psyop. And it's like, 
oh, wait a minute. I experienced that in here before I heard any of this shit right. that they're selling. So how do I make ends meet there? You know what I mean? So what I'm proposing is that mm. on the weirdest level, you know, you want to call me a psyop, go right ahead. It's a collective consciousness of some kind. Mm -hmm. And what if they're trying to wake us up because they are just more of us and they've just been doing it a lot longer? I'm trying desperately to put a positive spin on this whole experience we're going through. And I, that one kind of seems deeply. to be the linchpin. I feel that deeply. I feel that, that uh, this is a place to learn lessons. Mm. If we, uh, and I feel like it's always been this kind of silly. We talk about revelation of the method and truth in plain sight. Has it always been like this? I think it's, I think it's been pretty clear, but you know, just like with generations of, of hardware and software, each generation gets more astute and more clear and, and more efficient and, and more advanced. And I feel like we as human beings, generation to generation, we're literally called gens, gen, you know, just like iPhone mm -hmm. 6, iPhone 7, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> the, we're the next gen, Holy we're the next crap. gen, you know, and I feel like um, <laughs> our cognitive abilities, rendering abilities, um, intellectual capabilities get a little bit better each time and maybe maybe only now and maybe because of our exposure we talked about this earlier but maybe because of the way that we we were in both worlds of pre-internet pre-computer pre this pre that more like analog mm -hmm. the last of the analog state and then into from this into tr this transitional state into this like wired world there's something there's a vantage point that we yeah, that's very. That's. I think it's. I think it's really significant. I think it's interesting. I think that we're kind of meant to see, and I think it's an. I think it's a vantage point that our our parents just didn't have. They didn't have a vocabulary for this, you know. Yeah. And I explored this on a recent podcast. Is like the only reason that we're able to even have a term for NPC is because of video games. Mm -hmm. Like nobody was talking about NPCs in the 1920s. Like they don't. They, like there was no, there was no um, faculty to to kick around the idea. Oh, and you mentioned mimicry. Mm. Our Always. NPC discussion now is a mimicry of what they have introduced to us through video games. Like we, they introduced this idea of non-player characters and look at us now applying this video game element to, in a big way and within this community. And we talk about NPCs all the time. Guilty mm -hmm. as charged, I talk about NPCs all the time. But I am now realizing that like, wow, even my vocabulary for NPC, my concept of NPC, none of this would exist had it not been for gameplay, for, for video gameplay, you know? That's a good point. I don't know. Me too. I mean, I play a lot Which of those survival games and, you know, you get your inventory and you build up your, those long-term realistic day-night cycle games. Yeah, I'm obsessed kind of, with those. And, and you kind of huddle up, you, you, resource building, resource yeah, management, yeah. and management. Mm -hmm. I was actually having this conversation today with, uh, talking about how I feel like the way that I played video games as a kid. And I was like, I was, I game, I gamed, I liked to game. Um, but the way that I would play the games was I was really heavy on resource management. I would, I would expend a lot of energy energy up front and in different certain periods to 
garner and collect and and get all these things together get all my my apples or whatever yeah. it was or dollar bill whatever whatever game it was whatever you're trying to collect armor whatever you know and i would i would uh spend a lot of time doing that and i felt that that was very important because i knew that it would pay off dividends down the road and instead of being like always like where's my this where's my this let me get like i was like that was my style of gameplay and games allow you to play that way and they also allow mm-hmm. you to not play that way but i but i, I was like Man, that's deep rooted in my personality. Because I still, I, I operate in my life like that. I'm, I've been squirreling away for the past seven years in a certain way, and like now I'm in a, <laughs> now I'm in another per- room of my game now, and it's just so weird. It's so weird how the way yeah. that I played games as a child, as a kid, learning, developing this, this understanding is like now. Re- mimicking oh, it's another mimic yeah game. well that's the thing oh my god my favorite game is doom it's always been doom it's always wow. the most brutal the most brutal game so right brutal. the music but, the, the yeah talk about metal <laughs> yeah exactly and that's the thing my god that's that's me coming out of the metal evil like not satanic that, closet it's symbols, so sad doom has a ton of symbols it's in all it, there yeah, man and that. it's and then you look at it's like oh it's symbols. bethesda it's bethesda it's the biggest gaming corporation other than microsoft it's huge bethesda, so it's like bethesda maryland are they based? Uh, i don't know if they're based there or not i'm not sure if that's what they're based on bethesda with a b b it's beth yeah yeah so i mean yeah that's just a side but but it's interesting to know that like now there's new stories going on like eventually we're gonna need marines for mars i'm like oh so doom's coming true great thank you yeah great thanks Thanks, (laughs) yeah thanks Thanks, predictive programming and god knows what else dude i feel like we could probably go on we could go on forever but we probably gotta gotta sign off but thank Thank you so much for coming on Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. This was fun. so much fun, this dude. And fun. I hold no judgments because my perception of reality is so, so out there, man, that like I needed to have this conversation for my own benefit as well. Like I really, not just for my listeners to get totally freaked out. I need, <laughs> What's going I, on? I'm yeah, scared. man. Like, because <laughs> I feel like we always progress each other with conversations like this, especially when we get to lose track of time and just go oh, off yeah. in any direction That's we want. I really That's feel like part. it helps build, help okay go up those spirals. It's okay to, it's okay to to experiment mentally. You know, we experiment with, we experiment all the time with all sorts of things. Why not do that same thing with your thoughts? You know, why exactly. not experiment with your thoughts? It's okay. You'll come back. You know, or you can <laughs> come right. back better. Change, you know, or you may never come back. Oh, dun, no. dun, dun. You may end up in the <laughs> living room instead of the studio. You know, exactly. Yeah, you. <laughs> so so please, before you go, tell my audience where they can find you. All right. Okay. So yeah, I'm on on Twitter is my main my main platform. That's where I, I kind of do all do a lot of my my verbalization my my communication um, is on Twitter, and that's at Human Vibration. And then I'm also on Instagram, Human Vibration underscore Insta. And then also Realize Radio is um, available on on all major podcast platforms. Season one is at eight episodes. We have a Patreon, Realize Radio. I also have another Patreon with my Maria. Uh, we have a, a show called Mating in the Matrix, and that is a Patreon show about um, relationships within this realm. You know, when how do you navigate? If you find yourself in the truth community, sometimes it can be uh, somewhat difficult to find people that you feel comfortable connecting with, and like that is from all forms of connection. You know, yeah. whatever, however you want to verbalize that. But um, I think so. That's that's a that's a Patreon at Meeting in the Matrix, and I think that's it. And then uh, yeah, that's all. 
But, cool. and, and a bunch of podcasts. If you just want to search human vibration on like podcasts, you'll come up with a bunch of my episodes that are guest, guest episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love this conversation. This was Me a too. lot of fun and uh, yeah, I wish you all the best on season two and, and this weekend have a great weekend. Yes, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, th- I, I thank you. I, I think that I, I'm, I was meant to talk to you today and you're my last podcast recording um, before this experience. And I talked to someone who you, you seem to uh, encourage th- this it, yeah, I wanted to chat with you about we, that after this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> real, quick, real quick. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. we'll do. Okay. We'll do. Okay. So, <laughs> this has been the Deep Share, and thank you guys so much for listening. And check out Human Vibration. See you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places, and remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's a carrier. Enough. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know. And if someone else knows, okay? <laughs> Ha, ha, ha!